Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is The Shattered Spirit. Libations may be a foreign, but that doesn't mean our little celebration has started yet. You'll have to get through me first. <laughs> Whenever a group of good old boys gets together, there's one question I get more than any other. Sometimes they come right out and ask it, but most times it comes slinking in from the distance. Suddenly everybody's telling war stories. Oh, once I slew a dragon, yay long. I wrestled a giant to the ground till he cried, uncle, circling the thing they want to ask me like they might coax it out. I see that red in your cheeks, Sir Nathan. See, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and eventually, when I don't start talking, they ask me, Sir Tristan, what's the most fearsome monster you've ever bagged? But they know the answer. They just want to hear the story. So I figure I'll tell it all at once before tonight's festivities start so we can all focus on celebrating our upcoming victory against those beasts. Now, how's that sound? <laughs> the poor victim was a singer you should know. And with one of the most beautiful voices the saints ever blessed us with. The demon took that voice for its own before anything else. At one of her performances in the temple of Saint Damien, it stole her voice entirely until she was left with a whisper like a gravel pit. And there she stood, clutching her throat, and everyone in the temple stood to help. But as soon as one man approached her, she sang again, softly, so no one else could hear the words. But whatever they were, they must have been terrible. Because, and I swear, on the tranquil saint, that this is true. That grown man fainted dead away on hearing those poison words in their sweet melody. And so, it fell to me to rid her of that demon parasite that fed upon her. But it was a terrible job to be an exorcist because not one man in a hundred years had ever managed to slay a demon without killing its host as well. The demon tried its honeyed venom on me, of course. It sang things, horrible things about my father, my mother, my wife, myself. It knew things its host could not have possibly known. But with my faith as my shield, I persevered. And when it sang at me, I sang right back. The psalms of that most tranquil saint, praise be, and the sounds of those psalms were torture to the demon within her, and it screamed the screams of the damned, hundreds of them all piled up and bursting out of that poor woman's throat. I was hurting the beast, but its screams hurt its host even more. Soon it would not even use her voice to sing. Her throat was torn so horribly it only sputtered in blood and bile. And I must admit, I was at the end of my strength as well, as I had been working with her a week straight without rest of any kind in hopes that I might exhaust the demon. If I did not kill it soon, well, 
You might have even killed me in its bargain. The poor woman saw that too. And when I was nearly at the end of my strength, she whispered to me, If it will kill the demon, then I wish you would kill me, Tristan. I can't live with this thing inside me anymore. So I placed my spear tip at her breast, and I made myself ready. But I could not kill that sweet maiden. She begged and she pleaded, but there was still light in her eyes, and I could not kill her. And though I tried to begin my psalms again, my voice had sapped as well. The demon, it seemed, had checkmated me. But that is when I heard another voice. Not mine, not the woman's, not even that demon's. It was a low sound. Something I heard shaking in my chest more than my ears. And it said, aim your spear unto her heart, Sir Tristan, and I will keep her safe. And with that, the tip of my spear spilled golden light across the woman's chest. Light as pure and clean as the light in that woman's eyes. Saint Damien himself had spoken to me. If I'd been a wiser man, I would have done what he said, stabbed her right on the spot. But I was young then, and a fool besides, and so I... I hesitated. And that scream... Oh, demons can feel fear, make no mistake. With that glowing spear close to it, this demon screamed through the woman's every orifice, clawing her, twisting her, till blood ran from her mouth, eyes, nose, and ears. I remembered my purpose and the words of my saint, and I plunged the spear into her heart. My voice returned, and I prayed, O Saint Damien, lend me your tranquility. Part this woman's chest as your spear might part the water, so that once removed, each side will touch the other and be whole again. A single flowing flesh, rid of that polluting demon. O Saint Damien, lend me your tranquility, your tranquility. When I removed the spear from her chest, there was something on the end of it. Something with a twisting infinity of legs and cracking mandibles and many eyes that rolled and bulged in their sockets. The light from my spear tip filled it, and the demon was no more. Just as I had prayed, my spear had not left a mark upon that woman's skin. But my hesitation had caused my miracle to come too late. Though I stayed by her side and tended her, and though I swear I saw that miracle life flashing within her, trying to save her, the demon's damage had opened the way for a terrible infection to settle in this poor woman's battered body, and within three days, she was gone. <laughs> Perhaps now you understand why I don't tell that story so much. Not so triumphant in the end, is it? But important, I think. Yes, very important. Because there comes a point when even the most valiant heroism comes too late. The outcome on the battlefield is only one piece of what makes a victory. If the damage has already been done, then the day is still lost. 
This is why we attack a nest of fiends they call Silvershore tomorrow morning. And no matter what we hear and what we see, we must not hesitate. They might not be planning an attack on our citadel now, my brothers, but it is the way of monsters to destroy. And if they ever turned their eyes towards us, it would be far too late to act. We must remove the demons to save the host now, and under no circumstances may we delay. So, join me in celebration, good knights of the crown. Tonight we make merry. Tomorrow we complete the will of Saint Damien and rain divine wrath upon these beasts before they can sink their evil claws into our land. <laughs> Well, Sir Lamorak, did you enjoy my little yawn? I'm not here to talk about your old war stories, Tristan. I suppose not. Anyway, you probably heard that one before. They make me tell it often enough. Part of it, anyway. You know why I'm here. Now give it back. Of course, that pearl of yours. I can't tell you how sorry I am about that. Here, Sir Lamorak, safe and sound. No hard feelings, I hope. Hmm. Goodbye, Tristan. Lamorak. There's nothing you could say that would keep me here talking to you, Tristan. Goodbye. Oh, well, you're probably right. You've always been a stubborn man, a principled man, Sir Lamorak. Oh, but I thought you might want to know I found the rest of that poem you were studying. <laughs> so maybe you are interested then. Where? Old beast named Enoch told me. That's impossible. I already asked Enoch. They wouldn't budge. There are certain things I've always been willing to do in the name of persuading that I don't think you are, Sir Lamorak. You'll go quite far for that curiosity of yours, but if the saint tells me to do something, I do it, no matter what it is. Learn that lesson the hard way. Would I be correct in guessing that pearl of yours and the poem you're after are connected somehow? Life lingers in a shining cage. It sounds sort of like a pearl, doesn't it? It's just a... theory? But a theory you've been after quite some time, I think. And I can understand that. I really can. Losing someone that precious to you. It latches onto you and it doesn't let go. Loss has long, long teeth. You know that woman I exercised by miracle was my wife... Solamorak. The only love I've ever had, and she died in my arms. Not too many people can relate to a thing like that, but I think you can. What was her name? Posidonia. Beautiful name. Beautiful. What was she like, Lamorak? I'm not doing this with you. You're a man of secrets, my brother, and so maybe you don't understand this, but a burden shared is a burden lessened. I've often wanted someone to talk to about this. Someone like me who might understand. We aren't alike, Tristan. Posidonia never told me that coming up on land would kill her. If I'd known, I never would have taken her with me. You must have suspected. All the old stories say But I didn't know! You stabbed your wife through the heart and came up with some stupid story about a miracle to justify it. It's sick. I've told no lies. I would not lie about my saint. What do you want from me, Tristan? Nothing I haven't said. 
Look out at all these knights celebrating Sir Lamorak. Really look. All them have loved ones who will miss him just as much as you miss your mermaid. I've been working on a plan, but I'll tell you the saint's honest truth is I've never been even a quarter of the strategist you are. If we go with my plan tomorrow, some of them will die. It's a war. A war you're starting. If you don't want anyone to die, stay out of Silvershore. You know I can't do that. Saint's orders, and I'll do anything my saint asks of me. But you, Sir Lamorak of the Piercing Eye, a living legend, you and I both know that you could get every one of these men in and out of that devil's den without so much as a scratch, and that is what I am asking you for, my brother. You really think I'll help you, don't you? You're planning to kill thousands, Tristan, hundreds of thousands. The killing is going to happen regardless. But you could lessen those numbers, couldn't you? We gotta do the good we can in this world. Life is nothing but hard choices. I hate you for this. And I regret that, my brother, I really do. But you'll help us, won't you? Tell me your strategy and we'll see what I can do. <laughs> You've made the right choice. I'm sure you'll see that before long. Now, see what I got so far is... Damien! Sir Damien the Pious, what are you doing hiding out behind that crystal? Sir Tristan, I... well, that is, I intend to... Stop slinking and start celebrating, my brother. Far away from us, if you don't mind. Salamarak and I have some business to discuss. But, but Sir Tristan, I, I thought I might assist. No tales and no lies. Now, Damien, the saint of tranquility, is always watching. Off you go now. Shoot. Yes, Sir Tristan. Sir Lamorak. Sir Damien? Sickening. These men-at-arms. Trading stories of dead wives to justify further death. And what of the living, eh? Perhaps Sir Lamorak of the Piercing Eye will consider them only when they are gone. But can I truly claim to be any better? My loved ones still live, and for their sakes I travel with Sir Tristan the Cold. I will be just as responsible for the deaths of innocent monsters. But could I truly stop him? Could I oppose him and damn myself, my Rilla, my lizard lord? To think that not long ago my concerns were of marriage, of children, of the vision of a life I might have lost, when now those lives might be lost completely. Saint Damien, can this truly be your will? Come on, have a drink. It'll do you some good. Sir Mark? And... I don't want to have a drink, Sir Mark. I want to talk to you. Sir Talfrin? Oh, saints, bless us friends in this blasted desert. Come on, pal. They're throwing this party for us. First you disappear all night. Now you don't even want to party with everybody. I'm serious, Mark. This is important. Okay, Tal. What is it? I don't want them to drink all the booze without us. <gasps> Why, with their help, provided I can muzzle Sir Mark's ego well enough, but then Sir Talfrin should be a great help there. With their help, I might just turn Sir Tristan's tables. <laughs> I 
I will go to them forthwith, and together we will surely save the day. Mark, are you really going to help Sir Tristan kill all the monsters in that city? Or perhaps I will wait until this brotherly spat has subsided. Yes, I think that's wisest. Am I going to? What? Yeah, I mean, of course we're going to. We're knights, remember? Knights protect people. And kill monsters. It's a two-for-one kind of deal. You don't care that those monsters haven't even done anything wrong? Well, Sir Tristan says... I didn't ask about what Sir Tristan says, Sir Mark. I want to know what you say. Come on, Tal. This is supposed to be a party. You're being kind of a buzzkill. Well, I don't really feel like partying right now. I wish you did. What is that supposed to mean? You know why I invited you on this hunting trip, Tal? Even though you're not a journeyman, even though everybody looks at me like I'm nuts for bringing you along. Because we... I mean... Because we... I mean, I can tell that we're... It's like we're drifting further. It's because we never hang out anymore. How can you care about that when half a million monsters are about... How can you not? You're my brother, you jerk. You're all I care about. I just thought that, well... Back in the day before we were knights, we were together all the time, you know? was going on adventures. You were my best friend. I mean, I mean, you still are, but I barely see you now, and when I do, you always seem like, I don't know, like, <sighs> I just wanted us to be like we were before, you know? Fighting two-headed ogres and ladies made of bugs, saving the day, you know? I miss you too, and I agree with you. <sighs> you don't know how happy it makes me to hear you say that, Tal. Things were better before we were knights. But I don't think it's for the reasons you think it is. I'm not killing any more monsters, Sir Mark. It's wrong. It's not complicated, it's just wrong. And if you want to spend more time with me, you won't kill any more monsters either. Starting here, in Silvershore. Well... I... I can't do that, Tao. I'm a knight. It's my job. You know I've always wanted to be a knight. You are friends with a monster now. Or a monster and a half, I guess. Would you kill them because it's your job? That's different. Scales gets it. Uh, no, he definitely doesn't. Neither does Rilla, or, or Damien, or Olala, or Caroline, or Angelo, It's or... not my fault everyone else left right when I got in, all right? I worked hard for this. I worked harder than anyone to be a knight, and now I've got it and you... What? You just want me to give it up because it isn't cool anymore? Mark! And anyway, you don't know what Olala and Caroline and them think. Nobody's seen them in years. Unless... Wait. You have seen them, haven't you? They're in Silvershore. I talked to them last night. Rilla and Lord Aram, too. <gasps> They're... They're in Silvershore? I'm only telling you because I know you won't tell anyone else, Mark. You're making the wrong decision, and you're doing bad things, and... But I know you won't hurt your friends. And I know you won't hurt me, either. What does that mean? I'm done talking, Mark. I hope you make the right choice. Tal. Don't. It's gonna get really dangerous in Silvershore. You gotta clear out. Stay in the desert or something, or else... Or else... Fine, be that way. If you all want to stay in that city and get hurt, that's something you're doing, all right? Not me! I'm just doing my job! You can leave any time, all right? That's your choice. Your fault! 
Talfren! Shut up, stupid horse. Don't need you criticizing me too. Sir Mark, taken in by Sir Tristan's words as well. What saint could allow this to happen? But I must be swift. If I leave now, then surely I can reunite with Sir Talfren, find my loves in Silvershore, and... Saints, no. Chivalry, what are you shrieking about over there? Your claws on a mouse or something. <sighs> very well, you feathered devil, very well. Release me from your claws. Sir Damien, is that you? You wouldn't be trying to slip away, would you? No, Sir Tristan. I will return at once. <sighs> well, I'm glad that we finally come to an agreement we can all feel good about. I don't think any of us feels good about this, Caroline. It's awful. The right thing is often distasteful. It is courageous to do it regardless. Aram, I don't want to hear this right now. Really now? Let's not forget what this meeting is about, all right? You and Caroline did this first, then told us about it afterwards. It's disgusting, and I can't believe you used my medicines to do it. Perhaps it is easier to ask forgiveness than permission, but it does not create much trust. And to do this without even speaking of it to Olala... Was our only option. We have come to that conclusion here together. I will give whatever apologies I must, but the facts are these. We agree that Silvershore is too dangerous a place for Olala with citadel forces invading. We agree that Olala would never consent to leave herself. We agree that she is a child and it is our responsibility to protect her. Line up the facts however you want, Caroline. I'm not going to feel good about drugging Olala's food and kidnapping her out of Silvershore. It's hardly kidnapping if her own guardians... Aram, you are easily the person in this room least qualified to moralize about kidnapping. That is entirely fair. We can pick at our phrasings and at each other as much as we like, but does anybody object to our plan going forward? I thought so. Then it's decided. I will take Olala out of Silvershore tonight, before Sir Tristan's siege begins. Once a week has passed, I will return with the pass and Olala's thought stream, so that you all may leave Silvershore as well, provided the siege has ended. And how will I know that the siege has ended? We cannot say. Will you be able to contact me? Decidedly unclear. Will you even be alive? Unlikely. We know the dangers, Caroline. Ale is sharpening his blade even now to handle them. Against 200 men? Lord Aram, Tristan's miracle nearly killed you. And perhaps he will finish the task tomorrow. But I will not leave without Damien. Or Mark. Or Mark, yes. Fine. At any rate, I've sworn to protect Olala, not you all. I wish you much joy in getting yourselves killed. And one of our fair witch, Caroline. My witch will be fine. She's more lucid with each passing day. If you second-guess your death wishes, I would recommend you wait until she wakes fully before you make any move against Tristan. I don't think we can wait. Tal says the knights are attacking tomorrow. Divine fury, whatever that means. And Damien's going to be at ground zero. We have to stop it. Then I suppose this is farewell. I suppose so, yes. Good luck, Caroline. Angelo, just a moment, if you would. Yes, Caroline? 
keep them out of the front lines, at least, would you? I think I can do that, Caroline. Good luck. And now, I suppose there's only one thing left to do. Kuan Yi? Kuan Yi, my love, are you... awake? For this is where the end begins. For this is where... No, I suppose not. Life does not often allow for the meetings and partings we might wish for, does it? My love, if you can hear me, wherever your mind has gone, I beg of you to keep yourself safe. I feel as though I might tear myself in two leaving you here, but I've sworn to protect Olala and... <sighs> I suppose this is just what you always accuse me of, isn't it? Never able to let go of my work. But if I cannot protect her, if I cannot complete so simple a task as ensuring her safety, then... As a knight, I was murderous. As a bounty hunter, I was a lovesick fool. As a guard, I was a terror. If I cannot protect Olala, then frankly, my love, I do not know what work I am meant to do. The work can only be done if you live to do it. Well, Sylvie, I have lived quite some time now. If I cannot protect this girl, I have no the idea. The end begins. Kony. And not only the end here, no, no. The end begins here towards everywhere. That look in your eyes. This is another prophecy, isn't it? And from everywhere to everywhere else, the end begins. From everywhere else to here, the end. Because why would ours be the first? So many universes, each with its end, and the end begins and spreads and spreads and begins and ends and spreads. What end, Kuan Yi? What are you... Nowhere is safe. It all ends eventually and eventually is now. Kuan Yi! Once upon a time, there was a very strange girl who had ended once before. Olala. You mean Olala, yes? She had a terrible burden, did this girl, and she was not safe. What? The world was ending, though she'd barely gotten to know it at all. It was ending just as she had found a place to call her home, but it was not safe. You're spouting nonsense. Olala is safe. She's asleep in her room right now. Her home would end, and she would be there. She would be the first to see the fire choke the land. She would be not safe. Not safe. Not safe. Olala is fine. I'll show you. She's right here. Olala? The bed. Empty. Olala. Olala. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash thepenumbrapodcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from co-creators Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibrant. Somebody who is in some way marginalized 
achieves something, then the culture moves on because maybe that thing wasn't something they should have aspired to in the first place. But mm -hmm. everybody else got to do it mm -hmm. and got to do it easier. And they get to be the ones to be like, actually, we we um, are enlightened now and we have realized this is actually bad. So uh, now you have to stop doing it, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that tension is pretty interesting. I think that's something that you and I are both really... We would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Boudica Walsh, Drew and Matt, Hannah and Leah's Adventures and Gender Shenanigans, The Lady Guinevere, The Podcast Brain Rot Has Taken Sydney Over, Shelley Schrode, James O'Connor, Kevin, please say butts on live recording, thanks, Thea J.N., Lucy Chonky Lee's mother, Osipete, Evit Connie, Benjamin Fisher, SCP Chloe, Desert Willow, Sleepy Tryptophan Edition, Nate Gibson, Jun Gashoku, Skyfire Forever, Allison Hull, Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Aaron, In Memory of Spiral Opal, Eden the Gay Bookworm, Nicole Cundiff, Caroline Seidman, Radius Ulna, Rally, who both referenced TPP in our wedding vows, a sentient can of soda formerly known as Jay. Karen ZH, Sir Tristan meet me in the Silver Shore Denny's parking lot, I just want to talk, Genetic, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, The Shattered Spirit, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Sir Tristan, Stuart Evan Smith as Sir Lamerick, Matthew Zanzinger as Damien, Stefano Purdy as Sir Mark, Jason Mellon as Sir Talfrin, Leslie Drescher as Caroline, Melissa Enyalat as Rilla, Noah Symes as Lord Aram, M. Sutherland as Angelo, and Melissa De Jesus as Quan Yi. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon.